This is Agree to Disagree with Mike Brzezuda and Bob Labriola. Oh, oh, oh. Welcome to what should be another award-winning Christmas edition of Agree to Disagree. Wait, before we get any farther than that, what do you think of my shirt? It's fantastic. I did, see? You know, I was getting some heat about it. It's about it. time. Well, you know, I, I did. I, see, when I, when I make a, a stupid promise on the air, I don't do anything like Jim Rooker did. The Pirates broadcast when they were beating us the snot out of the Phillies and said, if the Pirates lose this game or vice versa, I'll walk home. Yeah, it was that. Yeah, and then he had to walk home he from did. Philadelphia. It's a long walk. Yeah. So I wasn't going to say that. Or when Cope said in 76, if the Steel- when they were 1-4, if the Steelers come back this season and make the playoffs, I'll swim across the Mon River in February, uh, which he had to do. Um Funny line. He back then he could probably walk across it. <laughs> he 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 swam. He swam across, and apparently uh, he got sick because no, he, he got water in his no no water in his mouth uh, into you know some kind of bacterial thing yeah. internally. So there was bacteria in the mud. Yeah, that what you- but Cope's line was: "This isn't the first time my not being able to keep my mouth shut got me in trouble." <laughs> Well, I'm just, I'm happy you you owned up. Uh, speaking of shirts, you, you you only went halfway on the open since it is the Christmas season, and since Die Hard is clearly a Christmas movie, you should have opened with "Now I have a machine gun, ho ho ho," because that's what was on the guy's shirt when they sent him down the elevator. Bruce Willis. Oh, let me just say this: all those lists of the ten best Christmas movies, if it if Bad Santa is number one, isn't number one. It's a bad list. It's a staple in the pursuit of household. <laughs> I've already seen it twice. Every Christmas morning <laughs> while we open the presents. I can't wait. I can't wait <laughs> all that way. And you got to have the unrated version, too. Otherwise, wow. it's just, why even, why even bother? There's a lot of movies like that. <laughs> but anyway, the show with the motto, I'm, I'm right, right, he's, he's wrong. wrong. Okay, let's get right to it. Speaking of being right, Mike Tomlin is right. They're not being beating the Chiefs 1913. Oh, boy, is he ever. I don't know if I've ever agreed with Mike Tomlin more than I agree with this statement. But I'm here to tell you, let the track meet commence because I know the Chiefs had a little stretch where they were giving up fewer than 10 points and people were actually saying, oh, they can play defense. No, no, they can't. Now, I mean, Chris, the game I saw against the Chargers, Jones didn't play their best rusher. That's obviously a a key guy to miss. But this is not a team that that kills the pocket. Uh, The linebackers are average at best, other than the rookie Nick Bolton. Out of Missouri, their second-round pick. Boy, did he become a player. I thought you were going to go with Melvin Ingram, and I was going to have to No, Melvin Melvin who? (laughs) The guy is invisible. The only time I noticed him in the Chargers game was when he came in as an unblocked rusher and still wasn't able to get the sack because Justin Herbert gave him a little okey-doke, and he went swimming around in the air. Uh, Hey, I'm all on the Derek Tuska train after uh, that play he made against Ryan Tannehill. Drawing a holding penalty to strip sack, critical play in that game. I haven't seen Melvin Ingram. I didn't see him do that last game. I look at the stats. He's done nothing. Via Candios, buddy. <laughs> Rearview mirror. I, who cares? Uh, but And then the secondary for Kansas City, 
I know uh, the Honey Badger's got a reputation as a ball hawk. I'll tell you what he doesn't have a reputation as, a physical tackler, a guy who will hit a guy and not get knocked backwards while the guy falls five yards forward. So you think that the Alabama running back might run over the LSU safety like he probably did a couple of times in college. And I think those DBs, they, they don't play the ball particularly well. Uh, if you have combat catch kind of receivers, you can throw it into tight windows and get away with it against these guys. Pull out the starter's pistol. Let the track me. I know the Steelers haven't exactly looked like Jesse Owens, <laughs> and really ever. But I think you know you got Roethlisberger, you got Claypool, you got Harris, you got maybe Deontay Fryer, Johnson. Deontay, you got some weaponry here. Maybe it can work for that. That's the only way it can work. Let's oh, put it that way. I I agree with you probably about this more than I've ever agreed with you in the history of this show. And I'm just going to throw out one stat: uh, the Chiefs have lost four games. Three of the uh, the four uh, teams that beat them scored over 30 to beat them, and uh, the only team that didn't was Tennessee, and they scored 27. Yeah. So you got to be you got to be at the 30. That's a that's a good number to shoot for 30. Yeah. Maybe you don't have to get all the way there, but no, you probably got to get to 38. But you got to get to 30 first. Oh, I I again, um, 30 to me is is the bare minimum, and then whatever you need after that. Yeah. And let us let me go back to that Chargers game again, Bob. Chargers got 28. Now, they didn't score in overtime. Kansas City did. But the amount of stuff they left on the field, they dropped two touchdown passes. Dropped them. They fumbled at the two-yard line or the one-yard line. They Chargers could have got 45. They didn't, but they could have. So, yeah, I think that defense is susceptible. Okay, let's move on. Second statement. In terms of tackles against the Titans, Joe Hayden's this year was better than Robert Spillane's last year. Absolutely. I know it wasn't uh, as dramatic. Uh, You know, Derrick Henry, the runaway freight train, and Spillane jumping into the hole and digging his heels in on the right side of the goal. What was that, in the first quarter? No, it was in the second half. Was it in the second half? Yes, okay. but was I, it was it at the end of the game where if that play's not made, you you might lose? No, it was not. And because that play was made, was the game over? No, it okay. was not. And Joe because, Hayden, and because that if that play wasn't made, maybe your playoff hopes are extinguished. Yeah. I know that didn't happen either. Nice little cherry <laughs> on top of the Christmas cake. Now, I I I'm glad you chose to use this topic because I just wanted to talk about Joe Hayden today. What a what a remarkable effort he missed a month. Um, he was physical. He covered people. Mike Tomlin talked about the tangible and the intangible that he brings to the table. And then listening to him describe that play in the immediate aftermath of sensing what might happen and digging his heels in on the right side of the line, form tackle, didn't even let the guy stretch the ball. I mean, to me, I don't know, you're not uh, necessarily as nostalgic as I am usually, but I'm watching that game and a, a part of me, kind of left my body for a little minute. And I wasn't in this, okay, they're 6-6-1, six, six, and one, and this season's really gone off the rails 17 times. Part of me was at a Steelers home game in December, gray day, cold, hard-hitting game, something at stake, and the defense comes up big at the end. That was, that was kind of a quintessential Steelers football play to me historically. I loved it. Yeah, and I, I, I've always, always, always been a Joe Hayden fan. Um, I, I think that, you know, he is exactly um, the kind of cornerback 
that the Steelers have not been able to draft because you're not you're never that high. I mean, that's where you get you got to get guys like Joe Hayden in the top ten of the first round because if you don't, yeah, what somebody, was he, eighth or eighth, something? yeah. Uh, if you don't, somebody else will. Um, and so, uh, you know, all of the criticism that's directed at Kevin Colbert and the Steelers for you know their bad record of drafting corners. Well, if you're picking them third round and fifth round. Uh, you're you're picking through the you know it's like going to the office holiday party um, and you're 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 fishing around in the crumbs in the cookie tin. I mean everybody ate all the the good cookies, those peanut butter ones with the Hershey Kiss in the middle, and you know the Pitzels. If you know you have a little Italian maybe who happens to be you know on a payroll, you know the good ones. Uh, the the they're called different things by different people. My grandmother called them snowballs, the ones with the white powdered sugar Russian on them. Russian tea balls. Well, right, because I was just going to say my wife calls them something else yeah. because she only wishes she was Italian instead of actually being Italian, which is a, you know, it's, it's like the reservation in the Seinfeld show. Um, you know, they, she she knows how to act Italian, but she isn't actually an Italian. And that's actually... And that's, the, the, most the, most, important part. the most important part of it. Okay, yeah. so back to the statement. I agree with you as well. Um, and the two points I'll make quick. Uh, the first one is that on Spillane's tackle. You could actually take your time. We could do this as long as we want. Well, I mean, I know you have lots of lots of things to do. I mean, your fans are out there. They're starting to gather outside right now. Um, two plays after Spillane's tackle, Derrick Henry punched it into the end zone. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean. Nobody and, remembers and, that. And really, the significant thing, I think, about the, the Robert Spillane tackle was it announced his presence as a legitimate NFL inside linebacker. With authority, you might say. With authority, yes, I That's would say. That's a bait from Bull Durham. What are you doing, Nuke? <laughs> trying to announce my presence with authority. You're trying to what? <laughs> um, Crash but, Davis went a little nuts. But, but, but that's a baseball movie. Yeah, not a Christmas you. movie. I know, but a baseball movie, which yeah. is strike two. Um, and <laughs> like that, huh? so you use the baseball <laughs> reference hey. to express your disdain for baseball. Guys on a roll. When, hey, when you're right, you're right. When you're well dressed, you're well dressed. <laughs> when you're right, you're right. You know, I wish I could have gotten a little picture of you here, but I, I and I only wear it when we're in the same room. Yeah. And you notice how I arranged the seating so because the arrow's pointing. You know, to my left, and you're yes. sitting. The arrow's not pointing up, however; it's just right, kind of sideways. Right. Um, I think that's a metaphor for and, something. And the, and the Hayden, <laughs> maybe and the Hayden, podcast, <laughs> and, the Hayden, and the Hayden tackle, as you mentioned, um, you know, did a lot more significant things. Yeah. And if and if the Steelers do end up um, squeezing into the playoffs, I think we'll be able to point to that play as one of the significant ones down the stretch that helped them. Uh, do just that. Even if they don't, I hope it's remembered. You know, it's it's hard to have one without the other. I mean, would we remember the Immaculate Extension if it didn't win the division right there? And eliminate the Ravens. Yeah, to, uh, um, but boy, what a, just what a – I mean, Bob, you and I both go back to the 80s on this stuff, and there are still times when I just – wow, did I just see what I saw? Yeah. It's it's so entertaining. It really – it's why you like football, right? It comes – one play, make it or don't, win or lose. Great, yeah. great. There's, there's been a couple of those this year. You know, yeah. Har- Harbaugh at the end of the 2019 game. Um, I'm with him, by the way, what he's doing. I've seen his secondary. <laughs> well, I'll it ain't you, working. But they almost beat the Packers with that secondary. So you know, this whole Aaron Rodgers. Thing, what they call almost winning? Losing. Uh, okay. <laughs> statement number three. A loss on Sunday to the Chiefs 
doesn't hurt the Steelers' playoff chances as much as a, as a postponement of that game would. And by postponement of that game, you mean they play it eventually just days yeah, later? Yeah, postponement. I didn't yeah. say cancellation. Okay, I just want to make sure okay. all, everybody listening is on the same page. <laughs> I don't want to give them too much credit. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, because their, their judgment is garbage anyway since they're listening to me <laughs> and you. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to disagree. It, it sounds to me, I don't want to put words in your mouth like there are words on your shirt. <laughs> Uh, it sounds to me like it's a foregone conclusion they're going to lose the Chiefs game, so you just want to get it over with and not mess up the routine the rest of the way for the really important division games. To quote a, uh, a famous uh, ex-Steelers coach, that's an accurate statement. Okay. I only think they have about an 85% chance to lose this Chiefs game. I could, I could, I could maybe, possibly, perhaps. So I'm not going to concede the loss. So, no, I think the loss will be more damaging. Okay, well, um, I, I, I don't – if if the Steelers beat the two AFC North teams remaining on their schedule with the tie that they have, which keeps them out of a lot of tiebreaker situations, um, you know, I think it's a better thing for them when it all all the dust settles uh, on January. What is that? Ninth, eighth, ninth. Okay, when it, the regular season is over. Um, but because it's not that. They need to beat the two division teams for tiebreakers. They need to beat the two division teams to give them losses. Yeah, got to get to nine wins. Right. And, well, keep, and keep them from but, getting to ten. Yes. And so beating the Chiefs but losing to the Ravens, say, or beating the Chiefs and losing to the Browns, depending upon what happens, maybe they get to ten wins. Right. Uh, if the uh, Steelers don't take care of their own business uh, with beating those North teams. Yeah. So that's why, um, you know, I don't think, you know, you you very eloquently um, posed a scenario where, you know, the Steelers could win this in a shootout, um, but yeah, about fifteen percent chance of that happening. Right. Well, you know, and I think that's pretty optimistic. So you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> it might be optimistic because the only time the Steelers have only scored thirty or more points in a game one time this year, and that was so in that you're loss. Saying there's a chance. That was in that loss. <laughs> To the Chargers. No, I just don't you think that unit but, all year has gotten in its own way? I, I, absolutely. I get it. I, I know what's up with the line and everything, but there's still more there. That, that, the other yeah. day was but I mean, abs- as great as that Hayden play was, I was watching that offense continue to get set up on a plus side of the 50 and then go three and out and kick a field goal and just uh, my palms were up like, what is going on out there? Yeah. Well, like that Vince Lombardi NFL film yeah. clip. Grab, 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 grab. What the hell's going on out there? Nobody's tackling. Yeah, gotta but do better than that. I, I, I'm with you 100. percent But to me, 14 games in, 13, 14 games in, um, you are what you are, uh, and I just don't see. Um, you know, we're talking about the line a lot, uh, and that deserves conversation. Uh, but, um, you know, the play selection uh, is any of this going to change? Uh, and, and here's another thing that – another reason why I'm kind of conceding the game against the Chiefs. They really can't go no huddle from the beginning because you take that line into that stadium and expect them to gonna, know what's going on. That noise is going to be You're going to be taking your Hall of Fame quarterback out feet first maybe, yeah. and then everything's down the dumper. But really the other reason I think they have 
a modicum, you know, a, a perceptible chance. It's a small, low percentage. But Kansas City, I think the ratio in the Chargers game was 47 passes and 20 runs. And, and a couple, three of the runs were Mahomes scrambling. Chargers had a 31-rated run defense, number 31. They can't stop the run either. Chiefs, The Chiefs are not going to come out and run the ball down the Steelers' throats because they don't do that. No, because Andy Reid refuses. So Back to his days with the Eagles. So it's actually a good matchup in that regard. <laughs> right? I'm, no, I'm, I'm half kidding. Like, Kansas City's not going to come out with an extra lineman oh, no. and a fullback and just pound the ball and, and win the game 24-3 to and I control it all day because it's not who the Chiefs are and it's not what they do. Right. He's not going to turn Patrick Mahomes into a mailman. No. So, I mean, I, I get that it's, you know, pretty dangerous the other way too, but I at least you're bringing T.J. Watt into the equation. You're bringing tip picks into the equation. You all Minka, kind, Minka all, too. Mink, all kind of stuff that the Steelers are actually proficient okay at. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, right. yeah, yeah, this is – they would rather you do that. So, yeah, go ahead, Mahomes, throw it. You're playing right into their hands. Just Until hope. you throw it into Tyreek Hill's hands, and then he's gone no, Kelsey, in a blink. Kelsey, he's—I I think he's more dangerous. Um, then they're both pretty dangerous. Yeah, well, hey, I like Chuck Noll always used to say, "How would you rather die? Yeah, in a fire or suffocate?" I uh, just while we're on the, the subject of Hill, it occurs—it has occurred to me—he's not just a fast guy; he can catch a fastball. He has good hands. Oh yeah, he, no, he's yeah. and you know how the Steelers throw a, a flanker screen and he throw it sideways and everybody stands around and what, and you might fall forward for three. This guy catches it, tucks it, and he goes. Like if you're not right on top of that, that could be a big play for them. Oh, there's there are a lot, there are a lot of things that could be a big play for them, and I, here I'm here to tell you this too. Um, you know, I looked up some of the Chiefs' recent games: thirteen nothing, ten nothing, twenty eight nothing. If they can do that too, yes, they can. And if it gets to that couple of scores, fourteen nothing early, uh, I think that percentage goes up from eighty five to maybe ninety five or higher. Yeah, or higher. Yeah, got just got to match them and hope you get the ball last. So that's going to do it for this uh, edition of, of Agree to Disagree. I just want to uh, alert my partner here, Mike Pursuta. Um, we start with linguine and clam sauce on Christmas Eve. Uh, then we go to the stuffed calamari, uh, the shrimp cocktail, some baked whitefish later. And then if there's any room after that, maybe have some more stuffed calamari and shrimp cocktail. But Is that actually seven or you just sort of make an effort to? No, I mean, we used to, my mom used to try to, you know, get to seven, but then my dad, the practical human being that he's always been, just said, why don't we just eat the ones that we really like? So what you're telling me is, like like in a lot of things, sometimes it's really hard to get seven. <laughs> right. We kick, on Christmas Eve, kind of, we yeah. kick a red zone field goal <laughs> if we have to. <laughs> all right, talk to you all next week.